Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everybody. This is Archie's Hey Fam. Enjoy your morning. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levin. My name is Angus. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about Hideo Kojima live in Sydney, the Rooster Teeth Conference, the Nintendo Switch. Angus got to play it. <laughs> Hands on exclusive. Uh, we've yeah, also got cool. a, uh, a free Nintendo game on our phones called uh, Fire, yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, so Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah. Um, uh, we watched some uh, brand new TV shows. Brand uh, new. Getting w- back to that old school uh, Hey Fam vibe of watch, watching shows once a week. You watch the uh, weird uh, sitcom set in the DC universe called Powerless. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it I- Powerless to... Win our love, uh, or I, I, we yeah. converted? I don't know. Would you to... watch Powerless or more of Powerless? That's what I should have said, and that's exactly well, what we're going to break down. Um, I also watched the first episode of the Archie Show on CW yes, Riverdale. called Riverdale. Do you and watch any of that? It's on Netflix. Is it really? Yeah, it comes here once a week. It's Wild. one of those Netflix Oz deals where they have uh, some some deal with some cable company. Everyone called. listening knows about yeah, those and deals. You get it like once a week. Uh, and also uh, some cool news about the uh, Lego Batman movie. If you remember to talk about it too, yeah, yeah. We and got some uh, news. I got some personal news for it as well. Me My too. In it. Oh really? Mm. Wow. What's your cool. personal news? Oh no, I'm mean, I mean on top of the Lego Batman oh. news. Oh sorry, sorry. No, I mean I have some personal news. Re Batman, Lego Batman. Uh, um, I was going to talk about being on tour. Let's, I've, let's I've, talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, Where have you been, Levin? I've been. I spent the weekend in New Zealand. Um, I have one day back in Sydney before I go back on tour again tomorrow. Going to Perth. Um, I'm on tour with uh, Bewitched, S Club Seven, who are now S Club Three, but one of them sick, so it was just S Club two. two. It was actually S Club Zero the first what? night. Well, it's just called Levens because I just had to DJ a bunch of their songs and two members Wait, came out on stage. Yeah, right. And they were like, "Hey, sorry, we, you know, we can't do any songs." And I spent all of um, Saturday. In the gym with S Club, the two members of S Club, while Joe from S Club was in hospital, um, she, had to, she thought she was going to have to have massive surgery and she was going to have to be, stay in New Zealand Jesus. for three weeks. But it why were you in the gym? Because they were practicing their their routines. Oh wow! And, and were you timing and, like? And then I was um, and all the, I was playing their songs and then um, putting Joe back in the instrumental versions that they have, so her parts were in it. It was an insanely weird day that I thought I would never I don't know like 15 years ago that were a huge band yeah would you ever think 
as you were 16 years old. Like, I can genuinely say that I never thought that I would be in a gym no. putting one seven. of the sick members of S Club 7's vocals back on the instrumental while the I'm other two sure were I'm pretty sure they never thought that. I'm pretty sure Honestly, if you predicted it, let us know. Heyfanpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We'll send you a I'll believe you. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah. that's not something you would lie about. So we'll, just we'll let us know. We will set up a production of 50 Heyfam shirts and you can have the first one. <laughs> it's a minimum 50 order, I think. So that's why. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's been a it's been a pretty funny couple of days. Spending um three days in Auckland, but the um there were like four sporting events there this weekend. So all of the hotels in the CBD just were booked the big out. game times four. Yeah, just that's right. A different big game every oh, fuck. night. We should talk about this first and foremost. Mm, we mm. went to uh, where we record our our daytime episode. Generic sports bar. Generic sports bar. We went. Lo and behold, it's the goddamn biggest we, of all games. It's a it's Monday the, afternoon. It's the Super Bowl, baby. It's the big game and. Normally this bar, and you know, I wish them the best in terms of business. It's pretty quiet when we go there. We pick non-peak the hours. Most people we've ever seen there is maybe five. Yeah, I pick off us. peak hours. Um, we go. We go in the middle of the day and the we beginning the middle, of the week. Yeah, so we know. People, it's, it's not always manquit o'clock. Uh, no, it's not. But it is always happy hour, which is what we love. It wasn't uh, happy hour last week. That's right. We've got to speak to the manager about that's that. Right. If you're listening, um, please give us a five star review on iTunes, but also let us know what happened to the Coors Happy Hour deal. It was fantastic. It was uh, two two pints of Coors for ten bucks. I mean, that's that's like why why did, why wasn't like. Richard Filer taking the fucking conversations team down there to record his episodes. <laughs> Why wasn't like um, This American Life doing um, outside broadcasts and from Chicago just doing a smack bang at Sport Bar? Like- so we go upstairs at, uh, t- today and uh, our, our beloved sports bar is packed to the brim. Packed with normies. On both levels. Packed with normies. Watching the Super Bowl. So we are... Uh, big, no, the big game. The big game. Sorry, the big game. The big game. Uh, and so we went around the corner to a uh, abandoned university food court because university isn't back in. So it's, it's quiet I hate here. students and students hate me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I had a... Uh, like water for ducks back, me walking in here. Yeah, I know. Students that, repel. That's where we are right now. If we uh, sound more educated, it's because we're in the university food court. We sound extremely tertiary. Um... Yeah, so it's already cost us, I've already got hex for sitting here for 10 minutes. <laughs> they fucking get you every time, don't they? My uh, hex debt just got cleared for all the universities I dropped out of, but now they've just started racking up again. So the New Zealand leg of, uh, of this hilarious What's 90s tour. What's the tour called? The hilarious uh, 90s tour. Bewitch the headliners, then Atomic Kitten, S Club, and um, E17 are joining us. Now everyone Perth, wants to know. And Liberty X. Are Bewitch definitely the headliners for you? Like, can you, do you see the show every night? Obviously, you do. Are they the obvious headliners too? Or do they you think everybody like, is. They've got the best show out of everybody. Sure. Like, I don't want to critique it too much um, on the like one percent chance that anyone from the tour listens, but yeah, we I get mean, it. like you're it's not funny. an ME. you know. But it's like you know, these guys. The last tour I did, the Big Vanger Boys tour, there was a lot of acts that hadn't performed in like a decade. Sure. So that was very obvious. Whereas at least these guys, you can tell. They all still have careers. The craziest thing about mm. most of the, these... They're all British or from the UK. That's the craziest thing, first that is of the all. Cra- no, the no, craziest actual craziest thing is they're not known as pop stars anymore. They're all quite famous reality TV stars. What type of shows do they star in? Like, honestly, like man, shows, like, like 70% shows? of the members that are on tour right now have been on or have won Celebrity Big Brother or Help I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here in the UK. Crazy world we live in. Some seriously. of them have been given their own, t- celebra- own reality TV shows off the back of that. So... It's just a, it's just the state of the world, isn't it? I mean, this is what you do now. Yeah. You release a single 15 years ago, and all of a sudden you're a reality TV star. So I'm looking for things to engage with them. Um, you How know, that, the that we might, uh, pretty young. 
Like a bit younger than me. Sure, sure. Mid, so they're people that know them as reality stars, do you think? Uh, no, or it's both. people like, you know, like my younger sister was obsessed with Bewitched when that, when those singles were coming out. Say love it. Exactly. That's what I used to say. Say love it. That's what I said when I threw those CDs in the trash. I joke and I love them. It's really good, actually. I think their show is really good. And, I, I, you know, when I was when I was their older, their, you know, like their teenage older brother. You're ripping I, on them. I hated that shit. But now I something happened in my brain and I'm, I'm very fine with that music. Yeah. Um, Do they, and they don't wear the double denim anymore? No, That's all no I double down, and I made a joke about it, and they gave me a scowl. Those guys are actually the coolest people on the on the tour. Um, really, really lovely Irish people, and uh, uh, <laughs> may the luck of the Irish smile on you. But yeah, it's, it's hard trying to find common ground for conversations. I, I got really drunk with. Uh, some I mean, you and the Vanguard Boys had, you know, you're like Not house really. on fire. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you guys both had buses. You could, you know, that was an easy in. But uh, I spent the first night getting drunk with a bunch of them and immediately like Trump got brought up and this heated political discussion and they're like one of the members voted leave during Brexit. Um, and so that was a pretty hot, hot topic point for a is moment. It, is it who we all think it is? We're all thinking who it is. Who is, is it? Who it? No, it, I don't know. It is. Of it is. It is baby. I could not believe it you was, but it was. was. I mean, you know, I've read, I've looked into, I've read between those tweets. <laughs> I know what they're talking about. But on, on the bus uh, to the final, that, to, wait, to the last wait, show in Auckland. Let's get back to that. Okay, please. Did that just, was that like a pin dropped in the room? Did everyone kind of just go, oh? Or did well, it, it they were like, um, they're kind of like, they were like, well, I voted, um, you know, stay. I voted, oh, I voted stay too. I voted stay. And then this person goes, well, what did you think I voted? And they were like, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you. And then like a moment later, they were like, oh, I voted leave. And everyone was like, oh my God. And wow. It was, it was on. Controversy. Maybe. I didn't know Nigel Farage was in Bewitched. Yeah. New member. S, S Club, S Club Farage. Farage. <laughs> well, he needs a job, doesn't he? We're so political now. It's crazy. Uh, but uh, on, on the bus to the, the last show in Auckland, um, mm. one of them, there was a big advertisement for um, Logan on the wall. And uh, one of the members of uh, Liberty X was like, oh, um, oh, I can't wait to see Logan. I quite like those comic book movies. Does anybody else like comic book movies? And I was like, Come on! <laughs> like they have answered Huge. way too quickly. <laughs> Huge. So uh, yeah, hopefully I've got. Did you chat about with Liberty X men? Oh, it was very yeah. Be- oh, that's a good one. Thanks, man. Uh, no, she was like, um, I-, I was such a dickhead. She goes, I feel like such an idiot, you know. Like she goes, oh yeah, Logan, it's the prequel to all the X Men movies, and I and I actually said, well, actually, it's the. (laughs) So you should have. Don't let this person get away with fake news. No, that's not. That's that's her. You know, like that's that's the X Men universe's fault for being so fucking convoluted with the timelines. Fox's handiwork. It's Brian Singer's work fault. Um, no, you know, you shouldn't let this person distribute alternative facts like that. It's All right. To dive in. All right, Farage. Also, look how old he looks. What type of prequel is he looking like an old man? Like, I, I think she just saw the word Logan and, and assumed it was a you know, little, little preview. Oh, of course, Logan, French for prequel. Well, no, but like, you know, whenever they do, I'm sure there's examples of like a superhero or something like, you know, they're known for a code name and mm. they do a preview that's just their original name. It's like Spider-Man calling movie Peter. Yeah, everyone loved that Peter movie. Yeah, Peter's huge. <laughs> uh, Toby's still reeling in. Um, so that was what I did over the weekend. Great. Uh, played to about 4,000 people. Um, and uh, That's more than I've ever played to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fun. These shows are really, really strange and weird. But Yeah, it's so odd. Like watching your um, Instagram stories is just like... This is bizarre. Like, I'm at home watching TV right now. No, I don't watch TV. No, come on. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm at home watching streaming TV, and I'm just seeing you play to, like, a bunch of, you know, dudes and ladies in their 20s and 30s singing songs to songs that I really didn't like when I was their age when they came out. And I'm like, it's good to see these people are all coming together and sharing a joint thing. It is. It's nice. So what did you do on the weekend? Well, I had a very similar experience. Um, I went to... Uh, is it Rooster Teeth or Rooster Tooth? I don't even know. Yeah, see, that's the thing. There was this big conference 
um, run by Rooster Teeth. Teeth? I, it's I definitely guess teeth. teeth. I don't, I don't, like, Let's I, go teeth. We'll stick to teeth now. That way, if we need to edit it later, we'll just. But are they Australian or are they global? They're American, I, I think. think. But so I know that they brought out the some of the kind of funny guys, like the Greg Miller and. Are they their hosts? No, like, they, I know they host, they host Kind of Funny, which is their own network. Oh. Don't let oh, us know. It's actually called Kind of Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you kept saying they're kind of funny. Like, I thought you were like, oh, okay. Like, I was judging your comedian. I mean, I do. Both. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, the brand is kind of funny. But this is why you should funny, send us packs and send us to these events for free so we'd actually know what you do and so we can spook you on the but podcast. But just let me know. I mean, how many hundreds of people were there anyway, regardless of not knowing whether... 4,000. Yeah, so they're fine. They're good. Yeah, no, there was heaps. I just... That's more than I played to in New Zealand. Oh, what did you... Oh, you played 4,000 collectively. No, no, 2,000 oh, okay. at a time. <laughs> oh, right. Um, they let 2,000 see the first half of the show and then 2,000 to come <laughs> in. Yeah, uh, so I went along to Rooster Teeth. I'll cut to the chase. The only reason why I wanted to even know that this event existed was because it brought out... Uh, it managed to bring out the, man, the boy himself, uh, that boy, the goat, the greatest of all time, Hideo Kojima, who was posed to give an interview called The Definitive Interview, which I think is a little rich calling something that before you've even given it, but also ballsy. And that's exactly what Hideo Kojima is. He's ballsy. Um, because now, of course we're talking about the, uh, the director, creator, producer of uh, Metal Gear Solid. Well, basically, or Metal Gear Solid, some call it, I call it my 2014. <laughs> he seriously, he executive produced my 2014 where I kind of went uh, Howard Hughes and didn't leave my house for months on end and playing and like 100%ing Metal Gear Solid 5 essentially. And uh, the, he, he, he released all those games through Konami. They had a massive falling out. Konami are uh, the worst. To the point where the New oh. Yorker covered it. Like the New Yorker normally speaks about... Race. Yeah. <laughs> like things you want to talk about at Vaguely a dinner party. Vaguely amusing cartoons. Yeah. Great, great, great um, adult dinner party fodder. They, they covered Kojima twice within as many months, I think, during his exit from Konami so it was pretty crazy I mean I guess he is uh, an auteur an artisan like he's he's kind of in that upper echelon of you know game making so yeah. I think he his story is a rather interesting one but since uh, splitting from from uh, Konami he's set up his own game studio with Sony uh, and they're putting out a game called Death Stranding yeah. at so some he, point in our lives look yeah well I think yeah we've still got no release date from that talk I'll tell you that much but uh, no definitive release date no but he's coming to PS4 not 5 right yeah, which cool. is more than more promising than maybe even the Switch lineup. I'm not too sure. <laughs> the, the whole reason I wanted to go to this thing months ago, we saw that Hideo was Hideo was coming out. We're like, oh my god, he's coming out! It's crazy. Completely forgot about it. Then was on Twitter the other day because I don't watch TV. I stream it, and I also go on Twitter. <laughs> and I was on Twitter and saw he was tweeting f- sh- shots of like Sydney and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, how did I forget that Hideo Kojima was coming? Jumped onto the site where you could buy tickets, the Rooster Teeth one, saw that they were not as much as I would have liked to have paid. I would have liked to have left the price. Also, you know, it was last minute. It, you missed that day one sale, whatever. The price has gone up. And I'm like... What was it, a couple hundred bucks? Or? Yeah, it was like over 150 and stuff. And I was like, uh, I don't really want to do that. Uh, Hideo's here. Like, torn, torn, torn. Happened to have this same conversation that I had with myself and my girlfriend who works in media... And jumped online, emailed them, and we ended up getting a couple of media passes. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got also promised an hour private hands-on with Les Switch, uh, the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> she did you. this Thanks too. Thanks for that. And on top of that, we were promised a invite to a drinks and dinner with all the guests. Uh, not the people that bought tickets, like the hosts and the interview subjects, etc. Meaning Hideo was there. 
uh, we started using a hashtag Hideo Watch during our conversation just in case anyone saw a tweet. Any of us who saw a tweet. Anyway, long story short, the dinner didn't happen. The PR company fucked up and gave us the wrong day. But I did happen to get hands-on with the Switch and I also happened to see Hideo Kojima be interviewed for about two hours, which probably was an hour-long interview, but everything that's asked to him is then translated to him and then he speaks in Japanese and then the translator answers. So it's literally like an hour-long interview, but it was two hours to actually conduct. Sure. So that was interesting. What do you want me to talk about first? Uh, like, I don't know, guess the, this is the Hideo I mean, stuff the now. Hideo. Meeting, seeing one of your heroes in the flesh. It was great. I mean, it's a weird venue. It's that new venue in Sydney, the ICC, the, the International Convention Center or whatever it is, the yep. one that kind of popped up. Uh, it's like a new music venue now as well. It's kind of like, I guess, they'll do sporting events. Sure. Now, there were no seats. So you're li- I got there and I'm running around looking for like hall something or whatever where, I've, you know, where I know at cons they usually give talks or they show things. It just was one big open space. You're standing and you up. you had to stand For two watch. hours. Yeah. My legs were absolutely buckled. Um, I'm a pretty fit guy. It was torture. So watching him, balancing like my weight. And you had, you had your girlfriend on your shoulders as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because, so. yeah, huge Hideo fan. Uh, no, not really. But yeah, we were standing there and it's kind of like, it was long and tiring. I was just like, where are the seats? But that's the one complaint I had. The, 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 the interview was great. It was, uh, I forget who did it. I think I'm supposed to know who he is. Was he American dude or? Yeah, with glasses. Greg Miller. Greg Miller. He was fine. Sure. He was very American in part sometimes and a bit teetering on the verge of obnoxiousness to the point where I was That's like kind of his vibe yeah and I was just kind of like come on man it's fucking Hideo Kojima like have some respect but he is I think to some as much of a draw card if not more yeah, than sure. Hideo Kojima like he gave you could tell he was a heartfelt fan and he spoke about his relationship with Hideo Kojima's output as a video game maker and his you know as a teenager growing up and so I think he really connected with people who were like eh, on him I am me he connected and won me over uh, and he gave a good interview and was asking good questions. Hideo was classic Hideo speaking about, you know, when they, he was asked a question about game making, he was speaking about how every game is essentially like in 2001 A Space Odyssey when the gorilla discovers you can kill people with a bone, like you have a bone and you're trying to fend yourself off and how online gaming is now. You also have a rope now so you can help other people. Like he was getting deep and <laughs> talking about metaphysical shit. I was loving it. Uh, you know, speaking about how he hates making the same game twice and... That, you know, the, the huge shock of Metal Gear 2 where you find out you're not playing as Snake and speaking about how bands, you know, that release the same album over and over again, it's not good for anybody. And he's just great in that sense. He'll take an everyday real-world pop culture thing and, you know, adapt that to games. And that's what makes him like a superstar. One of my favorite things about following him online is that he oh, will His Twitter account is incredible. Follow him now. He'll like, you know, go off on tangents about movies that he loves mm. and TV that he loves. And sometimes he'll just Lego. put photos of pasta. Yeah. And sometimes Lego, like Would, just a set he's built that day. Is there any bizarre classic Kojima moments like that? Or was it um, mostly The funniest serious? moment was he was asked about PT. Remember that amazing demo he made with Guillermo del Toro, which yep. was then axed because Konami etc was going to be the reboot of Silent Hills he put on an ET voice and the only time he spoke English he said PT go home (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I reckon there was like I I know they filmed it I'm hoping I'm going to find it and just rip that audio because it was like the best thing I heard and the house was brought down that's classic he he was a bit touchy on subjects too like he was like I don't want to talk about Metal Gear anymore fair enough I guess yeah it was like a breakup uh Spoke about, you know, pushing the NES to the limits and he was kind of sick of games that had no plots and he loved Mario Brothers. 
but he wanted was told to make an army game. Like he wanted to have way made Metal Gear, the first Metal Fuck, Gear. I forget that he's that old. He looks like he could 53. be anywhere between th- yeah thirty and sixty. Fifty three, but he looks like yeah twenty eight or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's incredible. He looks better than us. A lot, a lot of Japanese game developers look. A lot of Japanese like, people in general, they they don't age. They've got amazing health and they, they age incredibly well. Uh, yeah, spoke about, what are their secrets? Well, there's the Okinawa diet, which I'm sure you know about, where the island of Okinawa within Japan has the longest life expectancy on the planet. Right. 110 is like the normal life expectancy. And all they do How is... Much, what percentage is that more than your average uh, Western life? Uh, I think life? like 80 is something for us. So it's like, I so don't know, the percentage, percentage it's between, like 30 years more. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, what, 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 in a percentage point I'm not doing view, that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. The numbers guy is out. He's uh, out to lunch. Yeah, but he does stay... So, yeah, all they eat is pork and fish. Apparently, that's what keeps them alive. And they just never shit. That's they never I, shit. I, I, hate, I, I do the, the worst poos in Japan. Anyway. What the uh, fuck? Because <laughs> there's no fiber in the diet. Yeah, it's the rice, right? Is not, that fiber? There's not much fiber in rice. You like no vegetables. Yeah, you can find them. This has probably been my favorite episode of Hey Fam so far. Yeah, you can find veggies in Japan, right? It's impossible, bro. You find like a little bit of radish like grated you're right. into no, your No, you're completely right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Cabbage. <laughs> um, Always some cabbage, yeah. Great. Raw cabbage underneath your katsu. Yeah, it was great. It was, yeah, speaking about pushing the Nez, saying he was, you know, given the instruction by Konami to make a war game, but he made Metal Gear Solid where you hid and it was all about hiding. Just like those little things. Like, it was kind of the best of Hideo. Like, we knew all the answers before the questions were asked, but it's just great to see him answering them on the spot. Spoke about how he got in touch with Norman Reedus and the love affair and... He was out with, you know, normally he has to go through agents to get certain actors, but he was out with Guillermo del Toro one night, like doing karaoke in Japan, their besties. And he just said, have you got Norman Reedus' number? He's like, yeah. Um, he's like, can you text him? I want him for a game. And he just writes back and just says, like, cool. Like, and that was just based off of, like, just him a night seeing out with him. Gula- no, but he's like a fan of him from Walking Dead. Oh, for seeing him in the film Mimic, which oh, right. uh, Guillermo del Toro directed, right, like a sure. 90s horror film. Like, and then the, the, the bromance is, like, the three of them and then Mads Mikkelsen. No, he, did, he didn't right? direct Mimic, sorry. I'm thinking, so. oh, did he do Mimic? Doesn't matter. No, he did Kronos. Um, sorry? Um, and then the, the bromance expands to yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, too, right? Mads, yeah, just how he, like, likes actors and can reach out now and has. He always saw a time he kept kind of speaking about where games would be as respected as movies. He didn't realize now. He's like, I'm still shocked that, you know, he watched the Death Stranding trailers and he's like, I'm shocked that I can have photorealistic Mads Mikkelsen in a game. I didn't think it would be this soon. He's like, when I was making Metal Gear on NES, it was just like a few dots. When we did Metal Gear Solid, I could have some facial distinctions, but he's like, it's insane. Like, he's like, and now I always wanted, he wanted to be a filmmaker growing up. And there's no real avenue or path for people in Japan in the 80s like to become a film student. There was no kind of schools you studied at. You just kind of did it. And so he entered games and he was embarrassed about it. His family told him not to do it. And he kind of saw it as the next best thing to filmmaking. And that made so much sense because, I mean, his games are so cinema. I mean, his levels start off with opening credits. Like, yeah, sure. You can see how much Hollywood has had an impact on his life. And he loves Hollywood. And he kind of spoke about that. And he's just like, we're now at a place where games are kind of as well-reviewed as, you know, Hollywood, he spoke about VR a bit and how he hasn't been convinced yet, but he just loves, you know, he's like, look at a piece of paper, look at a poster, look at a TV screen. We all have these frames. But he's like, VR, he's just like, that's just going to be a whole new game changer. There is no frame anymore. You don't have camera angle. Like, you are the camera angle. And I think he was equally excited, but also, like, terrified of what that now means for the amount of work or, you know, the film language maybe not translating as much. It was fascinating. I, I lapped it up. Uh, my girlfriend loved it. She was just like, I can see why you love him. She, he retweeted her during it and not me. 
<laughs> so I was like, a insanely jealous. But wait, also, Chloe got a, a, yeah. a, a retweet. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. But she she kept incredible. saying, "I'm so sorry," and I was like, "No, no, this is cool." But yeah, it was fantastic, and I just felt like, oh man, I you know, it was like seeing one of those classic people in the flesh. It yeah. was great. And then the other thing was we had an hour one-on-one with the Switch. So tell me about that, man. So the Switch, I mean... This is Nintendo's console that comes out in less than a month. That we've only spoken about for almost every episode for over a year. <laughs> back when it was the NX. Uh, so yeah, you know, there was the whole Nintendo setup. It was very nintendo It looked nice. It had a lot of rooms. Like they, th- A big focus of it was basically Zelda was one kind of half, I'd say. And the other half was 1-2 Switch. And 1-2 Switch was kind of set out in a cool way where... Each, they only showed us five mini games. Kept stressing that there's going to be so many more, more than it's been advertised. That was, they were really beating that into us. That they haven't even shown or finalized how many games there's going to be. Uh, each room was themed. So, like you know, we, the first one I played was the game we have to guess. It was like you hold the controller flat in your palm. You have to guess how many balls yeah. are in it, and it was that showing off the HD rumble. I was instantly impressed. It wasn't like a buzzword. Like it does feel crazy. Like you feel things rolling and you're shaking it and you can feel things dropping and hitting one another. So these are all mini games that are part of a collection called One Two Switch. Yeah, and which was I compared to a lot of, I guess, Wii Sports. But you know what? Is after playing it, it, it is WarioWare. Right. It's literally WarioWare. And it's you know a lot of these things are like you don't even you they don't even you don't even have to look at the screen. We were encouraged not to. It was like don't look at the screen. It's all about it's all about the the controllers in your hand and staring at the person. It's, it's kind of interesting and. Again, Chloe, who's not into video games... No, she likes video games, likes watching me play. So she says, poor her. But <laughs> she doesn't trust her coordination. She doesn't like... You know, the idea of hitting a button that she hasn't learnt is the square or the X button when it's asking to. To her, that's quite, I guess, scary. Not scary, but it's quite... Uh, it's not easy. It doesn't come naturally. So this, she, was kill- she was beating me in all these games. Because so, you don't look at the buttons. You just kind of pinch the controller and... It was, it was awesome. It was like seeing the Wii commercial again. Like, oh, this is for people who couldn't... And she's like, we have to get this game day one. She was loving it. Like, awesome. Yeah. Well, I, so w- when this game was announced in that thing in the uh, big showcase, I was yeah. like, this is fucked. Fuck this. But uh, the more I see of it, the more I hear, hear people talk about it, it's definitely going to be a really day, fun. day one purchase It was super too. fun. And like they themed the rooms out. So we did the Samurai game where one of us you know, swings down the controller. The other one has to stop it by clapping, like catching it. And, like, the person there is wearing, like, a kimono and stuff. And for the cow one, we had to put on, like, crazy cowboy, like, uh, what do you call them? You know, bandana. Sure. And the cow one was obviously hilarious. We had to do the eating one where you put the controller on the side and have to, like, eat in front of it and, like, see how many hot dogs you can eat. See, I reckon this is, this is going to be such a fun game to play with Archie. It was, like, like a three-year-old would probably love these games, Perfect game for that. Right? And also perfect for, like, just, like, if you've got ten minutes to kill. Yeah. Type of game. Like yeah, it sure. seemed really fun. And I know that I was in the hype and caught up in the hype maybe and in the Nintendo world and it was actually a lot more fun than I ever had uh, uh considered. And I just think, you know, this is a game you actually have to play before you can judge than look at the stupid promo videos. I mean the art direction's still kinda weird, the fact they're using photorealistic images of, you know, people. It's like not So a, oh within within the actual game. Yeah, sure. So when it shows you what to do for a game, like, you know, the Samurai one will have a guy and a girl like you know showing you what to do and it's real pictures which made me think of like let's dance or whatever it's called like i think they're going for that though I yeah, it's think, weird yeah, yeah I think it's very not nintendo they're normally you know championing the me i don't think there's a me on this console is it like the me was at yeah, the looks, forefront there's of, no me verse that's for sure yeah so i think they're moving away from the me which is interesting um Did you get to play zelda yeah hey i'm getting to it <laughs> um then so we did that we tried all the games that was super fun and you know you have to go in a private room and kind of have a go at it but there was also a glass wall in the room so people walking past the 
conference could watch it, which was hilarious. Uh, did that. Then we were promised, like, Zelda was basically a 30-minute demo, so they had to wait for some other people, but we got to jump the line. There was, like, hundreds of people in line to play oh, fuck. it. So we were getting kind of preferential. Yeah, I'm sorry, boy. haters. You know, sorry, haters, whatever. I'm in HeyFam. <laughs> uh, so we got to play Mario Kart while we waited. <laughs> I'm in HeyFam, and also my girlfriend works in, in media. important media that people pay attention to. <laughs> so we got uh, to play Mario Kart. So this, i got to say, we were playing a handheld local multiplayer. And it was just normal, regular Grand Prix. So racing against people. It was me and three other people. I kicked their ass. I was yeah, playing boy. a Nintendo rep. I- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I played as Link. Yep. So I really dug Link's vibe. Oh, in me the, too. Link always in the, go-to. Eight D, in the um, 8 DLC. And so that was awesome. We played the Animal Crossing level. It Great. was all randomized. One of the best ones, yeah. It was very awesome to just sit there and play and kind of like hear people swearing when you're beating them. It was cool to have the double, uh, the double weapons, yep. double items. Very reminiscent of Double Dash, one of the fan favorites of Mario Kart. And this was the first time I got to play it. We weren't allowed to touch it really when we were in the one-two switch mode. It was docked. Sure. But this was the first time I got to hold the console, play it. It's, it's marvelous. The screen is gorgeous. It feels sturdy as shit. It it feels like a handheld. It feels like the top of a line handheld. Uh, the Vita used to to me. The DS always seemed, you know, it had like two forty p screen. It was standard below standard definition quite plasticky still Mm -hmm. a beautiful nice console but this just feels like you know the expensive sports car of handhelds it felt fantastic felt great uh then moved along to zelda which and this is what's interesting i never got to play a switch with the slide in the controller dock because they gave me the pro controller to play zelda which i'm gonna have i'm gonna get day one yeah so i'm i'm 
I'm, I'm concerned. Not really concerned. I hate money, so I'll spend it. But like I, that, that, the amount I'm spending on day one is yeah. already like four sixty nine anyway, for the console, and then a hundred and however many dollars. That was like a hundred and twenty dollars I paid for the Zelda. Zelda oh, you got edition. the limited one, didn't you? So that's like I think yeah, I paid like, like six hundred dollars. That's pretty much for, for so much for me. And then one two switch. So Target for our listeners in Australia, Target mm-hmm. is undercutting everyone by ten dollars for one um, two switch. For no for. Uh, Yes, for one two switch Great. and for um, all of the controllers. Great, I'll be going there. So get your get your shit from Target, um, and uh, yeah, I'll probably get a pro controller. I'll probably get one two switch. I'm gonna get a pro. Get, I don't know, like a weird chargey dock or something like I that. I felt bad, but also I just realized maybe they were purposely not letting me because I imagine after actually holding the Joy Cons, they're quite small. So I can imagine that controller is kind of small. Yeah, like where you slide them in the dock, like it wouldn't be. It's yeah, I'd imagine it's quite weird to play. I don't know, maybe it doesn't have enough weight. I'm not too sure. I didn't get a chance, so I can't commentate properly. But the Pro Controller was fantastic. It's like using a PS4 or... A, what, what game it, did you use that with? Uh, Zelda, Breath of the Wild. And I started it from fan? the start. Yeah, I mean, it's the same demo, I guess. It's been floating around for a while. It wasn't the Wii U version. They stressed that to me. They're like, this is the Switch version. Uh, it had all the Switch buttons mapped, so it was definitely not the Wii U version. I mean, if you've seen the opening video, if you've seen everything, it was the same. Link wakes up in a weird cave that kind of looks like a spaceship and you have to get your tablet the Sheikah tablet and then I walked outside and now you find some clothes you're naked at the start and you find a shirt you find pants and you kind of learn the inventory system and then you walk outside and it pulls back and you see all of Hyrule and it's gorgeous and it says like the credits come up and it just looks like a fucking Studio Ghibli film it's oh, beautiful so good. and then there was voice acting in the movies but then I noticed when I spoke to a character because I know the latest trailer there's voice acting which is quite uh, controversial for Zelda it's not it's still just text on screen when I was speaking to a town folk so that was interesting okay. then I just ran around and you know found an axe started chopping trees to sit and yep you can fuck up anything you can climb up any tree now I was just running up trees getting fruit did it perform well? perform great so everyone, a lot of people complaining about how like, well, you know what I mean? draw distance sucks and uh, I wasn't looking at draw distance because I was too like you know it's one of those situations where you sit down and you're kind of like trying to remember everything it ran fine I mean you know Final Fantasy 15 doesn't run at 60 frames per second this sure. doesn't either yeah, yeah. the art style is fantastic you know Zelda has now made a decision I guess from Wind Waker onwards, never to have hyper-realism, uh, I guess. I mean, Twilight Princess kind of reverted to some form of weird realism, but it's always stylized, and this is, you know, the king of size. It just looked like a cartoon. It looked beautiful. beautiful. Um, it performed well. It was great. You know, just did, I did all the things you see in the video. I pushed, like, the, the big boulder onto the explosions. Uh, sorry, onto, onto the, the uh, goblins and, yeah, like, yeah. blew them up. And the, yeah, so it was Did fun. you surf on your shield? Um, I didn't surf, but I had, like, a big leaf that I was using to, like, blow things. And But then I was about 15 minutes in, I had another 15 minutes left, but Hideo came on stage, so oh, I had to, like, fuck. leave. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, sorry, Hideo's on stage. And they're like, oh, of course. <laughs> but it was great. And I think the Pro Controller made it made me feel like I was playing it was the first time I played a Zelda game in years where I had a normal controller yeah since Majora's Mask no right. since GameCube right it was amazing I th- to me that was huge I was like oh my god I'm playing a non-gimmicky Zelda but with just normal like motion controls like a PS4 would have you know if you aim now you can use the six axis yeah to totally yeah, you yeah. could do that with arrows that was about it it was fucking amazing perfect I was like oh my god I'm playing Zelda on a regular yeah, controller great. and okay. that's, that's all we wanted I remember we remember we're speaking. We're like, all we want to do is play it. And I imagine when you slide the two controllers in, it, it feels quite similar. But playing on the, the the heavy pro controller with still the HD rumble and everything, it felt great. I was like, ah, oh, 
playing Zelda on a normal controller. This is great. This is weird. So Angus has played the Switch. I probably won't be able to play it until it gets launched on the 3rd of March, which means there might be a little grace period of no Switch talk no for Switch a few talk. weeks. I'm sure we're going to do a Switch so special. lap it up while you can. Yeah. Uh, the people, there are actually a, a good great deal of people that listen to this and don't Not understand Nintendo why we're talking about games all the time. Yeah. Go back and listen to the canon. The Switch uh, is canon. But there's still some Nintendo news for us to cover. Just quickly, there was a new, no, new mobile game following in the footsteps of Super Mario Run and Mitomo. Uh, it has gone back to the free-to-play uh, yeah. with uh, paid purchases within it. Uh, it's called Fire Emblem Heroes. Mm. I've played about two minutes of it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like the Fire Emblem series. They're not necessarily my kind of game. It's the real-time strategy. You control a bunch of... Uh, it's like tactical strategy too. It's yeah, like yeah. Ver- being very much you know, this weapon will do this to this person. It's not about, like, hacking and slashing. But uh, from the small amount of time I spent with it, the production of it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the the opening movie is so good. And Have you heard uh, the theme song? Yeah, it's fire. beautiful. It sounds like something of South Park. It's like, fire and blue. I love it. It's perfect. Put it, wait, I'll put it on now. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just, did. Let's just say that was it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It, <laughs> it sounds like... Um, it just sounds like a parody. It sounds like a South Park parody of a video game song. And Fire Emblem. It's so good. And the, uh, the art's amazing. And it the looks great. actual game itself looks like the it's depth fantastic. of it looks good. Oh, it's, like, it's deep as fuck. I've been playing for about an hour and a half, I guess, all up, two hours maybe. And uh, just been, you know, playing it as, as, as you play a game. And it's, it's great because each battle takes like two minutes if you want. You sure. Know. I'll be on a train, have a quick go. I'll be at work, quickly have a go. It's and there's, there's like a card collection aspect to the game too? It's everything. This is a game that I can see people getting obsessed with a lot. Like I imagine if I was in Japan right now and I was on the subway, all I would see was people playing this game. Because Fire Emblem's massive there. Yeah, like, I'm surprised I haven't heard many people making a massive deal about this yet. But I reckon it'll catch. It'll be a slow burn. I think so. I think Fire Emblem was never a huge game in Australia. It was kind of like a gamer's game. You had to kind of know about it. And again, we got the series way late. It's been around for a longer time in Japan. Yep. Um, and also the big aspect is collecting all the characters. I guess this is the appealing thing. If you're a huge fan, it's, it randomly generates characters from all of the Fire Emblem series. So people are... I was reading today an article on Kotaku about people are resetting and downloading the game over and over again because apparently they think it's randomizing their chances of getting like their particular favorite from a weird spin-off or something. <laughs> so people are like, here we go again. We're, whereas I've never played a Fire Emblem before. So I'm just like, fuck it. I like, you're all beautiful. Yeah, everyone is everyone, like the most beautiful looking sword wielding yeah. wizard. It's fun. I mean, children. you know, it's, it's what, again, what a mobile game should be. It's not a port of a game. Mm. It's very much got... It's its own thing. Public transport quick windows of gameplay, etc. in mind. And I think it does that well. Again, it's a series I'm not familiar with, so I'm not Mario running to the shop to tell everyone about it, but I'm still enjoying hey. it. Uh, do you see yourself sinking as many hours into it as you did Mario Run? Um, no, it doesn't really, to me right now, it doesn't have that competitive like closeness of seeing my friends play. Sure. And, you know, Mario's Mario. Mario was like, I mean, come on. Shiki flew over to Fallon to, to show that shit. No one's doing anything about Fire Emblem. True. It's interesting. I think it's, it's, you know, I think it's a game, a decision they've made with uh, the East in mind. I think Japan's pretty much at the forefront of their decision to mm-hmm. launch this, and it'll be on every phone in Japan right now. I guarantee it. The release window was very quick, too. It was two they, months they for Mario it. Run, too. Like, yeah, yeah. I was expecting ages until we got something. I know Animal Crossing's been delayed, Damn, uh, right, which is know. new yeah. news. That's I what I'm looking forward to the most. So. Yeah, I think Animal Crossing, again, will be perfect if they kind of do this, not watered down, but mobile... I think it's honing in on things that will work specifically well on mobile. It's like they're using... I'm guessing they're using Mitomo as like a guessing, as a kind of a um, a pilot almost for what Animal Crossing canon will be. Mm. And then they'll just, you know, t- flick that switch and we'll all be there. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm into it. I mean, I don't know, you know, once the switch comes out, I probably won't 
play it in bed anymore. I'll be playing Breath of the Wild. Well, so my thing that I learned is that I loved Super Mario Run for like a couple of hours that I played it, but now I realize I don't like playing video games on my phone. Nah. I don't use it um, for video. I use it for like, I was going to say like such a fucking wanker. I use it for, you know, just like reading and... Why don't you, I read it for like reading articles that I don't care about and, and making dumb jokes on Facebook. Like I don't work... I, I, I'm trying to use my phone less as well. In my head, I'm like... So is that a, new, is that a uh, resolution? Yeah, because I'm going to have a kid with a phone soon and... Uh, Makes you think. Exactly, right? Have you seen Black Mirror? Makes you think. No, but I've seen the Me neither, description but, but I assume Netflix. every single episode is about kids how we're, we're all addicted to our yeah, phones. Yeah, it's about kids with phones. <laughs> it's um, like baby geniuses every episode. Hey, Angus, Black Mirror is a TV show. Did mm. you watch any TV shows this morning on your phone? Uh, I did. And again, I don't watch TV. I stream <laughs> it. And I did exactly that in a way. No, I illegally downloaded it. I, at, the, uh, at your request, I watched the pilot episode. Well, no. as I'll go into detail in a moment. I watched episode uh, one yep. of Powerless. So this is a show that was announced a long while ago. It is two comic cons ago. Yeah, and it's vaguely actually kind of more based on a, a Marvel franchise than it is a DC franchise. It was a DC yeah. book called Damage Control that was about a, uh, a team of uh, like an office full of people that dealt with... On DC? No, it was at Marvel. No, you said... Yeah, on Marvel. Sorry, Marvel, Control. my bad. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, Damage yeah. Control. Um, they were, it was in the Marvel Universe and they uh, would kind of like, you know, look after all of the, the cities after superheroes desolated. And they're always fun stories, I think. Like, I, I think it's quite hard to maintain an entire series that runs for years like that. Yeah, but I think, it was a short miniseries. Yeah, I mean... Again, another series which is a bit like this about like the other the, the everyday people. The best I saw things Gotham City Police, Gotham, Gotham Central, yeah, Gotham yeah. Central. That's incredible. That's a great read. But yeah, I like. I know I've read some Damage Control, and it's fun as like one little one-offs here and there. Totally, about, and then they appear every now and then yeah, too. But uh, they're the people that clean up the mess when you know, like ant, giant man like treads on a building or some shit. So Powerless is a. Uh, it's set in in the DC universe, not the one that the uh, like the Flash and the Arrow TV series are set in, not in the uh, cinematic one, just a new one. I don't think this could work in either of the other ones. No, it's it's too... a straight-up NBC comedy. Yeah, um, it's like Community. Except completely unfunny. Yeah, you uh, tell they're trying to make a Community. Uh, Danny Putty from... Um, Which is why I went for that. Yeah, Danny Putty. It's a good cast. Alan Tudyk's in it. Ron Funches. It's a great um, cast. Vanessa girl. Hutchins. Um, who's, the, who's the other girl scientist who... She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's funny. She's in stuff with that Duncan guy. That's a terrible description. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, oh, the Duncan guy. The Duncan oh, guy. Oh, shit. Duncan. Um, Duncan, if you're listening, who's that Who'd that girl that you act with? Um, but uh, this is... Uh, it's very much an NBC sitcom. Yeah. And, and also, like, so what we watched was a pilot. It wasn't the pilot. Apparently at... Um, was it Comic-Con? Well, or no, we're going to say what it was about. So it's called Powerless. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's, yeah. it's um, about the people... Who work for Wayne Security is in Bruce Wayne's security firm around the world. It's a spin-off of Wayne Enterprises, and their job is to come up with security, I guess, products that will help people from being injured from superhero battles. And it's kind of light and very—it's supposed to be funny. It's—it's it's not really at all. And Bruce Wayne's cousin, played by Alan Tudyk, plays uh, is the boss, and he's kind of a jerk. And Vanessa Hudgens is the new person on the team, and is. Real gung ho and is it Tudyk or two dick? Two dick, I guess. I don't yeah. Know, yeah, two dicks. Two He's got two dicks. Hey, I got two dicks. That's a good joke. Fuck two chicks. That's his rap, probably oh, wow. in college. He yeah, actually yeah. said that. That's opening theme song. That's yeah. He raps the theme song. Uh, credit. I like the opening credits. I thought they were very nice. Yeah, me too. It's like these uh, cartoon versions of uh, you see the classic, you know, classic DC heroes act- fighting, and, and it will zoom into the corner where like, but he uses like you know action comics, blah blah, detective comics, yeah. blah blah. Like, 
iconic covers. And it will zoom in on on like just like someone in the, the background cowering away, and they're, they're, they're the people that we. Yeah, uh, I thought that was cute. That was probably my about. favorite thing about the show. But you know, uh, it's about you know the everyday people and you do see some D-tier DC characters or invented ones well, for the show no no Red Crimson used to it was actually two characters I tried to explain who they, who it is on Serious Issues this week it's not important it's a pretty like boring character yeah they're boring and you know you see them fighting in the background and it's kind of about these people who don't bat an eye when superheroes fly past like I liked kind of that angle too where it's like Ugh, not again superheroes and villains Starro was in it for a moment one of my oh that big alien thing that's the, the big uh, the big yeah the, the uh, big star, alien starfish yeah, with yeah mind control I saw powers. that that was kind of cool um, um, yeah and that's the show they make products to try and it's kind of more Silicon Valley-ish now. Well, it's, yeah, it's like a, it's like an off, it's an office sitcom, office-based sitcom. Yeah, but everyone's a dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone's like Steve Carell or Ricky Gervais, except for Vanessa Hudgens. It's like I didn't like anybody in it. Yeah. Apparently, so apparently the original series, which was shown at uh, Comic Con a couple of years ago, which was a lot more liked by critics. A lot of critics who have seen both are being like, "What the fuck did they do?" It was literally just about an insurance company. Had nothing to do with Wayne. Had didn't mention the Joker. Didn't mention Batman. As they did every fucking scene in this. And the word Wayne was omnipresent, uh, which it felt a little crammed down my throat. I couldn't imagine Bruce Wayne having some kids in a city invent items for him. Like, yeah, I didn't like that at all because that's not who Bruce Wayne is. And also, they weren't funny or interesting. Like yeah. the original was apparently all these guys actually liked each other. It was the same cast, and they all worked as just an insurance firm. And they were like, "Oh, we've got to help people make insurance claims." And it was more. Because Vanessa Hudgens is the kind of lead character and the whole... Everyone hates her on it because she's full of life and wants to do a good job. And they're like, oh, trust me, it's not worth it. And everyone's a downer for some inexplicit reason. Yeah. But it was a very different show. The dynamic was different, apparently. And it was quite nice. And they were just trying to help people make claims. And they were speaking about... One of the... I was reading today someone that, a write-up by someone who'd seen both. It was someone who wrote for The Verge. I forget who. And they said, like, there was a great character in the pilot who swore this one guy that worked with him was Green Lantern and would always tell everybody. <laughs> and, like, it was more like that. I don't know. It just seems more... Where this was... You're working for Bruce Wayne now. Yeah, yeah. It just was... Like, that th- turned them off. Like, why do they have to mention Batman, Joker, all this stuff within the first episode? It was a bit, like... We get it. Like, it's set in DC and we're never going to see these actors. But This comes off the back of the Riverdale show. Have you watched any of that? No. no. So, I watched the first episode of it and it's like... My a, dad's watched it and he likes it. It's a teen drama crossed with murder mystery with, like, the wallpaper of the Archie universe. So I mean... It's, you'd read that in a magazine 10 years ago as a joke about this is how they're going to do shows in the yeah. future. And it just, it, it literally, you just sound like how I imagine it was pitched. So it's Twin Peaks meets the OC, but it's Archie. I love Archie comics, obviously. Your Archie. son is named Archie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, but uh, the, the, re- the recent relaunch of Archie comics has, was, was, has been incredible. Yeah. Especially the Mark, Mark Wade and Fiona Staples uh, initial four issues. It's just everything you would, like, you, you, it's so. It's such a perfectly done modernization of a, of a classic franchise, and uh, they've definitely taken a few cues from that series. And like the Betty and the Veronica in this yes. world are, are like kind of spot on. That's probably the best thing about this show too. Sure. Um, and uh, and Kevin McG- Kevin um, I don't remember what Kevin's name is. Kevin is the the, the gay character in the Arch universe. Kevin. Um, Kevin Maguire. Colin I don't know. Uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin McAllister. Uh, and uh, he, they're really good. Their relationship is really, really great. But like Archie is like 
real whiny Jughead is an actual emo, emo kid Great Who wears like this like weird woolen crowny hat thing Oh um, I was wondering how they were going to translate the famous crown Yeah there's no needle nose unfortunately oh. um, And like Archie's having an affair with his teacher Or he has slept with his teacher And, uh, and uh, Cheryl Blossom shot her brother in the head And dumped his body in the bottom of a, of a so water So everyone's just pissed in this river down Everyone's just depressed Yeah so I, I, apparently Jughead gets like arrested at the end of the second episode or something I'm going to watch it tonight Both these shows Powerless, Archie. I love the source material so much that I will give it another chance, mm. an episode or two more, to see if they do something sure. vaguely interesting with it. Like I watch Agents of Shield inexplicably. I I, yeah. I quite enjoy. I, I actually like Agents of Shield. quite enjoy right. that You're show now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and that that show started out terribly. Mm. Um, some you know, some would argue it still is, but uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> I uh, just think you know this is it now. Like not this is it. Like this is the end. But this is this is where people get inspiration now for things. You know, it used to be. Remakes of TV shows used to be this. Now people are kind of, you know, quasi-adapting source. Like, so many kids and people will be watching this not knowing about Archie, you know? It's interesting. And it's kind of yeah. like, I, I get that. And I get that that's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. But also, I'm now at a point where I used to be a completist. And I'm like, I've got to watch all of this. I've got to watch all this. But I'm having a... I don't know if they, they these showmakers are making it very easy for me now to be like, I'm never going to watch that and I do not care. Yeah, so the, 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 the weirdest thing about both these shows is that they've both been, you know based off of like beloved source material mm. yet I wouldn't recommend either of the shows to fans, fans of, of the source material instead I would just recommend it to fans of the OC lo- or like yeah like like boring teen dramas and uh, NBC boring comedies. NBC comedies sure, like sure. They, they don't they don't do enough with the genre mm. They just they just taken references from the, the the source material. Both of these shows of could exist, and I'd actually like to see a Powerless, which didn't use pre-existing DC characters. To be honest, like if they just called it Powerless and it was set in another. I mean, you should read Astro City. Have you ever read Astro City? I've got Astro. I've got it all. Astro City is actually the, no. I've got some of it. I've got to get it. Astro City is like is an incredible. Um, Kurt Busiek um, wrote this and with uh, Alex Ross on art, um, on covers and uh, someone else on on interiors. But uh, the um, Brent Robinson. Probably not that's on his name. Not important, everybody. Uh, Guys. Astro City is, is about like a it's about Astro City where where all the superheroes kind of dwell. Sure. Um, but you know, seventy five percent of the stories focus on people living within the city. Someone that works at the co- at the call center for the equivalent of Justice League that takes yeah, uh, cool. or, or someone that I'm uh, gonna read it. Yeah, like insurance workers that work See, in that's the city cool. and like doesn't yeah, need yeah. to be DC. Doesn't need to be linked to you know big name heroes. I I think that show. The concept of it's interesting, but I've found it just constantly shoehorning in the fact they've got DC names. That was the thing that bothered me the least. The thing that bothered me the most was how completely, desperately unfunny it was. It was very unfunny. I like maybe smirked twice. Yeah, I I thought about smirking. I think in particular, I had to look up what Alec, Alan Tudyk looks like because I was like, well, I like Alan Tudyk. That's not Alan Tudyk, right? I was like, was oh, him. no, that's him. He's probably he the worst. He doesn't look like K2SO. No. <laughs> He's not a giant skeletal robot. He doesn't look like the Candyland man from, uh, no. from Wreck-It Ralph. No. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, I never want to watch another episode of it. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, so, we're, Angus, in, in, in the near future, we're going to be uh, rewriting the DC Extended Universe from the point for, from the point of uh, Man of Steel, Man of Steel onwards. Would yeah. you uh, include Powerless? No. No. Are we, we going to try and do our own DC sitcom? I don't think so. This? Let's just do the cinematic universe first. Okay. All right. Get into it. That'll, that, that's coming. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so please, if you have any March. suggestions, we spoke about it last episode. If you have any suggestions for how we can improve 
the DC universe. We want to hear where you've got... DC film universe. The film universe. EU. Um, As you know, uh, that universe has taken a constant beating from us and it's about time we put our money where our mouths are. Exactly, and just fix it for all of you. Um, so, yeah, e- email your thoughts on how we can improve We've the actually DC started universe. getting some already. Some people have been messaging us on Facebook with some yeah. very cool ideas. Facebook.com slash HeyFanPodcast and HeyFanPodcast so at keep gmail.com. Coming. We're going to literally have a huge, huge episode where I believe there will be visual... Uh, you know, we'll map it out visually. But one thing, one area that DC seem to be doing very well in is uh, the DC Lego Batman. Sure. Lego Batman movie just... Uh, Embargo previews, broke, reviews are out. Uh, I think in, in Europe so far or America too? America. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, I've been making sure all the reviews I read don't contain any spoilers, but I've still had a few weird things spoiled for me that actually aren't plot-based, but rather like characters. Cameo-based. Cameo characters. I don't mind that. I yeah. kind of like knowing that now. Yeah. Some certain voice Although actors. I was genuinely surprised by the Lego ones. Like Here's a spoiler. I do love the fact that Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum are still the voice of Green Lantern and Superman is carried over from the Lego movie. And, and there's that a, is great. lots of our favourite um, voices in comedy uh, voices yep. of... Uh, the various rogues gallery that Batman has. I love who's the voice of Scarecrow. We won't say who it is just in case people are... I think that's, that's not a uh, spoiler. Jason Manzoukas. Yeah, yeah the yeah, spoiler is awesome. Scarecrow is... No, but we actually, we've seen him in the Lego set, so we know he's going to be in it. We know he's going to be in it, but yeah, we do know Manzoukas. Yeah, so. the, 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 the spoiler is some of the people from outside the Batman One of my friends is in it, and she's got a minifig made of her. What? Who's your yeah, friend? Uh, she's um, the girlfriend of a friend. Mariah Carey. No, someone I used to work with uh, who now works overseas, and... Uh, it's her girlfriend, and she works for Lego, the brick, what do they call it, the, the, the company that makes the films, Brick something, Brickville, I think Brickville or something, right. and she was like... And not Animal Logic. No, 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 I mean people who, Animal Logic animate it, but you know the idea, it's not oh, Animal the build, Logic she, she builds the... Uh, oh, no, oh, no, 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 oh, she right. just works at, like it's like a film production company, sure, yep. it's in LA, and they loved her voice so much, they got her to voice a character. She was telling me lines about it when I was in the States for Kanye and stuff. We went to Disneyland together. She came with us. And uh, she just revealed to me recently that she's got a minifig. And she just had a photo then on Facebook of uh, them both at the premiere. Whoa. Where's yeah. the minifig? What, what, what minifig uh, is it? I'll send it to you later. It's probably, you know, too, too autistic for, okay. right. for, um, <laughs> for wait, our listeners. I can't wait to find out. Maybe email us if you want to find out too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll post it up. She said she's going to send me one. I'll try and get it signed for us. Oh, is in like it's a specially made one that only she has? No, no, no. It's in a pack. Oh, wow. Fucking yeah, yeah. Insane. I actually it's awesome. I, I, uh, I've been hitting, hitting the buy button on a lot of those Lego Hitting that MF sets. buy. Holy moly. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so good to hear. I was very worried about this movie sucking because it's been directed by the uh, robot chicken guy. Um, and it seems like... He personally uh, insulted Levens and he's never been able to let it go. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I was really concerned that this would go the way of all other DC movies. Mm. But it sounds like they've, they've nailed it. Sounds yeah. like it's going the way of Lego movies it's thus true. far. Yeah. Though I don't have high hopes for Ninjago just because I don't care about that. I might still, I'm going to take Archie to see it. Brand of Lego. Uh, yeah. And there's uh, some rumors circulating, which we won't commentate on yet until there's more confirmation about what's happening with the Lego movie 2, which might be a little alarming. Well, we know that Rob Schraub is left. Yes. Who was the which direct, director from Sarah Silverman program and other great stuff. Uh, he's no longer attached to it, which is a real bummer. He also did the um, directed the Lego Ride. Yes, the four day ride based off the movie Universal Studios. Is yeah, that, is yeah, it? yeah. So he seemed like an obvious choice, and he's now left the uh, production, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, massive bummer. But it's still based off a story by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, apparently. Unless uh, DC did the same thing they did with the Flash movie and get someone to rewrite Tear it from that, page one. That shit in half. <laughs> so that's our show for you today. A little short one uh, before I go back on the road and Angus goes back to work. So lucky to capture. Yeah, I've got to run back to work now. Um, Thank you so much to uh, the UTS 
um, food court food court for not having anyone in it right yeah, now. Yeah, don't play the big game here. We'll, hey, fam, we'll come and record. And we're just enjoying your air conditioning and lights on it's this hot ass day. There is a hectic heat wave in Sydney right now, so this is very good. And uh, Facebook.com slash Hey Fan Podcast, where you can find us online, Hey Fan Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter.com. Serious issues as well. That's right. Oh, fuck. And you got a big announcement as well? Oh, yeah. My first podcast uh, back in the day uh, in the Angus Canada was my first podcast. The Greenlight Boys were actually back. I know I said it last episode. There was literally technical difficulties. And, and the episode before that, too. And the episode before, there was literal technical difficulties, um, which prevented that episode ever being heard by the public. I, mine microphone didn't work for the entire thing <laughs> so you know everyone what? in their head right now is like oh it was fucking scott dooley's fault for no, sure i want to i want to i want the record to know actually someone at rooster tooth came up to me random from about 20 meters away made for me like a beeline i thought he was knew someone behind me and he's like where's the green light boys episode you said it'll be out <laughs> and chloe's like do you know him i'm like no <laughs> And he's like, are you sure you're doing it? I'm like, yes. And I showed him like a chat. He was like chastising me. Oh, no. He was very handsome and a nice person. No, he wasn't. Oh, really? He was, he was, he was very needy. Wow. Do you reckon <laughs> he's hey, a hey fam listener or is he? Uh, uh, I don't know. If he is, hey man, we should have stuck around. And I want to know who your name is. <laughs> I want to know who you are. I wish I got to say hi. But you know what? That episode's up now and you can get off my back. Awesome. Uh, you can find Angus online at Chimichangus. Make sure you just berate him about where the Green Light Boys episode was. He loves it. Uh, and you can find me online at LevDog on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Say hi. And if you are in Perth, Adelaide, or Melbourne and going to the Bewitch shows, uh, yell extra loud for me. I'll hear enjoy you. your morning. And enjoy your morning, first and foremost. Thank you so much to uh, the talent of uh, Archie Levens for our new intro. Yes. Uh, who, who represents him? Is he uh, Tim Heidecker, funnily enough. Oh, wow. He was like, hey, stop using my, my intro. I'll put you on to uh, my newest client. Oh, well, thanks a lot, Tim. Appreciate and that. Thanks a lot. Uh, hey, fan and Tim Productions. Enjoy your morning. Enjoy it. Hey! Bam, 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 Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to Hey Fam. If you're not completely sick of my voice, why don't you go and check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called The Mitchin and is all about the Sydney food and bar scene. And the other one is called Serious Issues and it's all about comic books. If you uh, get angry that Angus and I don't talk about comic books anymore, it's because all I do is talk about comic when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.